Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenhouse Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Campbell, and today I'm super excited to be recording <laughs> to be recording this episode already. Um, do you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself? Yeah, hey guys, um, this is Mia 2.0, Mia squared in the house. Is that all you want to yes. elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I um, am also, okay, I am also Asian, so that gives you... Yeah, so just imagine two Asians sitting in a dorm room. With both named Mia. Both named Mia. Um, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah. really, I've invited Mia on to the podcast today just kind of to talk about her story, because me and her have very similar backgrounds in the way that we were raised, um, just about our own personal stories about yeah. being adopted and what's that like, but I'll just let her just go on in and just kind of, the floor is yours. Oh, um, I don't really know what to talk about. I mean... <laughs> Do you have do you have like a, something that you want me to start with? Yeah, just like your story, like yeah. Um, I was born and raised in China. I was adopted when I was um, about eight months, nine months old, and uh, I was born with a heart condition. I don't know what it's called. I never know. Mm-hmm. It's the one where like your oxygenated blood and your deoxygenated blood fuse, and it's like a hole in your septum, like within your the walls of your heart or something like that. I don't know, man. Um, I'm a nursing major. I should know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, I had surgery when I was about a, a year and a half old, and I got, um, I was adopted into a traditional Chinese family. Uh, very, very good Christians, and so that's kind of my story. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever feel like, I know with me, I was adopted, you were adopted a lot younger than I was, because mm-hmm. you, you said eight months? Mm-hmm. So I was adopted at 18 months. So I was about like eight, almost two years old when mm-hmm. I was adopted from China. Um, I was adopted by Caucasian parents. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it was different, like coming from like you know being adopted from China to being adopted by like Chinese parents? Like what was that kind of like like growing up? That's definitely something that's very rare you see amongst uh, Chinese parents. Is that um, when Chinese people adopt, it's like they genuinely can't have kids or something like that where that's just like Mm -hmm. it's very rare so I'm very thankful to have that experience and having that background of um being involved in that culture but also that kind of gave me such a big identity crisis of like am I Chinese am I American Mm -hmm. um I grew up with both culture which one do I pick and yeah. which one am I, do I belong to, you know? Mm-hmm. A sense of, like, I'm not fully Chinese because I did a lot of American schooling and also uh, grew up with a, a with a bunch of Americans, but also have the Chinese family. Like, my parents are Chinese, my grandparents, my cousins, everybody around me are Chinese. Mm-hmm. And such, like, a big, I guess, like difference between yeah. that because nobody like if they saw y'all together nobody would know that like you're yeah. adopted yeah so like I have to like sometimes when people ask I'll be like oh yeah I actually don't like I I don't have any baby pictures because like I'm I was adopted <laughs> literally me yeah <laughs> all my baby pictures are like me and like the orphanage like with like yes. with the shaved head oh my gosh. no way <laughs> yeah no I had like the little you know the um uh, what's her face? The the girl from Monsters Inc. Yes. Yeah, I had that hairstyle. For Same. The longest I have time. I have a photo. It's me sitting in a chair and I'm wearing like a Mickey Mouse like little uniform and the Mickey Mouse shoes and yeah. I got like the shaved head and everything. 
Baby Mia was rocking. No, no, ba- both Baby Mia. <laughs> both Baby Mias were rocking the shaved yeah. head. No, facts. Like, I, especially, like, I had surgery and stuff, mm-hmm. too, so I was a weak baby. Like, yeah. I looked musty. I was skinny. I looked like a little monkey with, like, and then I had such a big scar on my chest. Yeah. And that was also something that made me very, very insecure growing up. But it was just... <laughs> It's just now thinking back at it, it was just like, damn, like, I looked special, you know? <laughs> I look back, my mom, I don't know, like, if your parents had this, but, like, so I have two younger adopted sisters from mm-hmm. China as well. So, like, they're not biologically related to yeah. me at all. But every single time, like, my parents went to China, they we each have, like, a designated box mm-hmm. of, like, different things that represent us. And you mentioned identity, and it's so funny because, like, I go back home and, like, I look at this box and I'm like, none of this is me. <laughs> like, who is this? It doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, it doesn't mean anything because mm-hmm. I think you talked about, like, how kind of, like, growing up in both cultures of, like, you know, growing up with, like, Asian parents, but also, like, having, like, Caucasian friends and everything, mm-hmm. like, choosing between that culture. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just, like, I grew up in that setting, and so I always dealt with, like, oh, am I actually, like, Asian? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, like, in lack of a better term, like, a whitewashed Asian. Mm-hmm. And, like, people have, like, told me that before, and, like, for me, it's been hard in a sense of, like, oh, I'm not fully Asian, but I'm not, like, white either mm-hmm. because I don't look like that. Like, I have to mm-hmm. explain to, like, my friends, like, when they see me with my family, a lot of people, like, oh, like, are those your grandparents? Because I have, like, older parents. Like, mm-hmm. my parents are both hitting, like, 68, 69, mm-hmm. and, like, my eldest sister is 45. Mm-hmm. So, like, the dynamic is very just mm-hmm. it's difficult. Yo, I understand that. I I remember growing up and um, my dad has white hair so he like he had white hair uh, around at the age of like 39 40 so everybody would just be like oh yeah your grandpa is that your grandpa you know so I like I definitely resonate with that but um, yeah like similar to what you said like um, having the identity crisis of like I don't look like them mm-hmm. and I don't I know I'm from a different place mm-hmm. but the, the difference is that you, you never really had that experience. Mm-hmm. But w- I feel like that... I think that's just, like, so hard on both of us. Mm-hmm. Like, with me, I struggled with, like, trying to understand, like, am I Chinese? Mm-hmm. Am I American? Like, what am I, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel hey, like, Am I human? Am I, no, I know I'm human, obviously. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but, but with you, I feel like there's a lot of... Um, there's more so of, like... Um, I know I grew up in this American culture, but do I truly belong here because yeah. of the difference in my, my yeah. skin, my um, my background, my uh, where I came from? Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, like, interesting because, at least with us, either, like, with just normal, like, adopted kids, like, there's a certain connection that people who are biological to their parents yeah. don't fully understand when mm-hmm. it comes from like the view of adopted children because mm-hmm. I remember when I first met you I was like oh my gosh you're Chinese and you're adopted mm-hmm. like there was an automatic connection and like mm-hmm. it's something that we can't explain it's just we get it because yeah. I was talking to my mom about this the other day and she was saying like Mia like even though like you might not remember you being adopted or you might not remember yourself mm-hmm. being in the orphanage your body remembers it yeah. Your body remembers mm-hmm. that trauma because mm-hmm. it sounds sad when I say this, but like from the moment you were born, it was kind of like already like you weren't wanted. 
Yeah. Not to say that's like a bad thing, but it's our it's like naturally in our code of conduct code of conduct of like, oh, we were born, mm-hmm. parents didn't want us, here you go to an orphanage. Yeah. Cause psychologically, um, there's there's a special connection between a birth mother and the child mm-hmm. because, you know, you were created in her womb. And there is such a strong connection, like, um, lack of better terms, soul tie that comes when comes comes within that and when um the baby knows that like not knows but like undergo that um experience mm-hmm. of being abandoned that is permanently engraved into yeah. our brain it's a loss it's it's a loss yeah and it's something that um that we spent the rest of our life like grieving mm-hmm. like our brains just do that mm-hmm. we don't try to we don't remember it we don't remember any of that but our body recognizes it and our body knows and that's why like adopted children have um are more prone Mm -hmm. to depression to um fear of abandonment i was actually just looking at this today um the uh, fear of um fear of rejection that's why people we whether go into shutdown mode where we uh reject and we shut everybody out Mm -hmm. or we let everybody in to where we become floor mat, literal floor mat, yeah. floor mats because we just have no self-respect in that sense. <laughs> I relate, okay, so I relate to the fact of rejection and, like, being a floor mat because, mm-hmm. at least for me, I love extremely hard so much to, like, a me fault. Me too, yeah. Um, and you probably can relate to this, like, mm-hmm. where because we, because we came out of a place of not being wanted from the very start... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm very aggressively trying to grab my journal and not make a noise. <laughs> like, since we came out of a place of, like, not being wanted from the very start, we want to make sure that everybody that we're around is wanted. Yeah. And it's not out of a place of lack of us. We just want to make sure nobody else has to go through what we went through. Yeah. And it's, like, two sides of the same coin of, like, okay, if somebody, like, looks at us and sees everything that we are and still rejects us, it's, like, that cycle of, like, mm-hmm. um or birth parent like not yeah. wanting us from the very beginning mm-hmm. and that that hits hard mm-hmm. and it's taken me a really long time and something I'm still learning that okay mm-hmm. not everybody is gonna want to like you mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with me and I can't you know control that yeah and you know I really resonate with what you said with about um loving hard that's something that I definitely struggle a lot with too that's why like a lot of people like take advantage of that and um I had this conversation with my dad that was very 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 meaningful I think I, I, I don't I can't I think you told me a little bit about it, it but this is what he said he said the ability to love is far greater than receiving love because when we give we um I'm trying to read um the ability to give and love fully whole devotely and wholly is such a blessing from God and to know that we are that I'm not sacrificing myself. I'm sacrificing myself for other people mm-hmm. the same way that Jesus sacrificed himself yeah. for us on the cross. And it's um, it's just such a beautiful thing because, like, we just love so hard that, um, you know, maybe sometimes people run away, but um, that's not really our fault. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the other people don't understand the beauty of where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah, that comes from a place of pain. It comes from yeah. a place of hurt. But because of that pain and hurt that we've experienced, we are terrified. We don't want other people to feel that yeah. same way. We don't want other people to undergo that same trauma, the same pain mm-hmm. that we have gone through. Yeah. 
and we want other people to feel loved and accepted in every way that we ever experienced yeah and that's not to say like mm-hmm. that my adopted mom and dad oh, like yeah. I don't even like saying they're my adopted mm-hmm. mom and dad but for the clarity yeah. of this like my mom and dad like are not I'm not biologically related mm-hmm. to them like I don't look like them like at all not they love me so well like my parents are amazing mm-hmm. I grew up in an amazing home with like everything I ever needed but it's something that recently I've been discovering talking to my mom and dad about it. like it's just I've never in the entirety of like my entire life so far my 20 years I've never felt the urge to like know like my history or like know who my birth mother was until like probably about a few months ago when I was like mm-hmm. oh I wonder like what my mom looked like or maybe mm-hmm. certain attributes that like I have or certain things like we don't have that we don't have that um what's the word I'm looking for um I don't know the word I'm looking for I don't know what connection word. connection we don't have that uh I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for but we don't have that like aspect of like oh we can just like go ask our mom like oh like was there depression in our family? Oh, was yeah, there? like uh, the mystery. Yeah, like yeah. the mystery. It's just a mystery there. And I was talking to my best friend about this, and she was like, Mia, from the moment you were born, it was just you. Like, it, you are your family. You are your family line. Yeah. And you, it's hard because you have nothing to look back on. You don't know. You know where you came from. You know you were adopted. You were born in China. You know where you were abandoned. Mm-hmm. But from the moment you were born, you have nothing to look back on. Like, it's literally just you from day one. Mm-hmm. Which is why I feel like, for me at least, I am so independent, like overly independent. Especially when something doesn't go my way or I get upset, like I go into like hyper focus mode. I'm like, no one, like I have to go to hyper focus mode. Mm-hmm. I will do everything that I possibly can to yeah. ignore what just happened. And then I'll be mm-hmm. fine like 30 minutes later. Yeah. But it's because of that. I'm like, okay, independence. Like, nobody else mm-hmm. can, like, come in my lane because it's yeah. only me, which is not true. And it's something I have I'm learning to, like, give mm-hmm. up. Like, okay, there are people here to, like, love you. And, like, mm-hmm. you're not the only one that yeah. can get love. Mm-hmm. Like, you can give love, but you can also receive it, mm-hmm. too. And I feel like love for me has been something that's been so easily, readily to give to people, but, yeah. so, like, out of grasp for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like, um to cover what you said about um feeling like hyper fixating on something that we the goal that we strive to do when someone gets in our way um oh my goodness i am so stubborn like anybody will say anything my dad says it's the Asian. no literally i think so too like it's just it's so like i if it doesn't go my way i would just be like i would do anything in my power to make it my way i wouldn't say i do anything in power to make it my way i just like i shut down yeah well, like, not like that. Not like I would kill for that. But, you know, like, my morals are still there. But it's just, like, the, the desire just mm. grows stronger. Mm. Because it's like, well, if I can't, if I can't get it. I'm just going to shut down. Just, yeah. And I, now I want it even more. And yeah. now I'm sad about it. Yeah. Because I can't get it. It's know? like a trauma response. And it, yeah. like, it, it sounds so bad. I, my mom, like, told me, she was like, yeah, Mia, like, that's why I, like, never went after you when you got, like, when I got mad at you or like you got in trouble because I knew you would just like shut down for like 30 minutes but then you would come back and like apologize yeah like you have to like I don't know there has to be a certain term for it but like mm-hmm. I shut down and then all of a sudden I'm fine afterwards yeah like just leave me in my room to cry for like 10 minutes and then after that I will bully myself out of it 
uh-huh. and then it'll be fine, you know, okay. and then I'll function again. So I have to ask you this. I asked this in the last episode to Michaela. What Enneagram are you? I, okay, on a good day, I'm a two. On a bad day, I'm a four. And it, like, intertwines, and it really depends. Interesting. Yeah. On a good day, I'm a three. Bad day, I'm a four. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like in high school, my three was hardcore. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to turn in this assignment, like, three days beforehand. Now it's more mm-hmm. of like, okay, as long as it gets in, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's going to get done. Yeah. But, like, I feel like with me, mm-hmm. I'm so much an, of an empathetic person that yeah. I feel everybody emotions. Yeah. And I have to be very, very careful not to, like, yeah. become their emotions and mm-hmm. take on the weight of their problems. Yeah. But I want to because I want to love them well. And mm-hmm. for some reason in my brain, it's like, oh, to love them well, I have to feel what they're feeling. It's yeah. like, no. I can sit mm-hmm. back and be like, okay, I'm so sorry you're going through that. How can I help you but yeah. without taking off their emotions? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that becomes more of a burden to them because now they're like, oh, the other person's sad. Oh, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, oh my goodness, like, this is crazy. I actually was thinking about this the other day, like, even with, you know, the whole thing with Eugene. Like, I never met him. Mm-hmm. I never I never knew this man. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, my heart was just so heavy yeah. for him. You know, when I was driving back to ORU, I was just like, yeah. I was just so sad, you yeah. know? And then I heard this question from the Holy Spirit was like, um why are you carrying a burden that's not even yours mm-hmm. to carry you know yeah. and i was like oh but i don't you know and then yeah. that that question goes to like all of our other daily yeah. activities like why are we carrying on a burden that's not for us to carry yeah. because nobody nobody carried our burden yeah you know that also goes back to like the fear of abandonment and yeah. all that stuff it, i just God, goes that fear is so bad for me yeah it's terrible uh, it's horrible mm-hmm. and it's something that i I have to like walk through every single day. Mm-hmm. I never want to make someone feel like they're abandoned or I forgot yeah. about them. Because I was, <laughs> I could cry because I was forgotten from day one. But I'm not because the Lord is here and He like, yeah. we are co heirs with Christ. It talks we are about chosen. We're chosen like, by people. By people that want us. Wants to love us. And love us. And mm-hmm. that's something that I. I think adopted children have to walk through a daily surrenderance of realizing, mm-hmm. okay, there are people in their lives that choose them daily. Mm-hmm. And that's something really, really hard to do because yeah. when your body literally remembers the fact that you were mm-hmm. not wanted from day one, yeah. it's like switching that code of like, okay, I am chosen. I am wanted. Like, mm-hmm. our name Mia literally means mine. Yeah. Wanted and longed for. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, that's so funny. Wait, and I, I, I have to remind my mom has told me she's like me literally your name means mine wanted and longed for like mm-hmm. we chose you it talks about in romans that we're supposed to be co-heirs with christ yeah like we are royalty in him mm-hmm. like we are aligned with christ like we are able we have the holy spirit living inside mm-hmm. of us Amen. like we are mm-hmm. wanted yeah and that's something that i don't know about you but for me i have to like constantly remind myself of yeah. that i'm wanted even if other people don't want me yeah and then also this, uh, I don't know if you struggle with this too, but also the um, being perfectionist. You want to be constantly perfect for other so people. Bad. Oh yeah. It is like, you want to be perfect, but then you feel worthy of being loved. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's, oh, it just, it's so hard. Yeah. 
but waking up every morning and then wanting to be absolutely perfect and if any little thing goes wrong any inconvenience goes wrong shut down yeah and then it <laughs> it probably got that I can edit it out in post <laughs> and it's just um it's just like it's so I lost my train of thought I love that um perfectionism yeah and how hard like perfectionism but like we are on ourselves and because we just feel like we have to be perfect to be accepted mm-hmm. to be loved and that's so the opposite of what god is telling us you mm-hmm. know so that is also something that i struggle a lot with every morning i'm just mm-hmm. like i am loved by him yeah. i am so loved that what like he loves me even when i'm a mess mm-hmm. he loves me because i'm a mess you know yeah. And that just shows that, like, I need him in my life. Because yeah. if I'm perfect, I don't need him anymore. Yeah. So that's just... Do you feel like with being, at least for me, since I strive for perfectionism, not trying to do that more, we strive for progress, not perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, the power of words have, like, a really big aspect over your life? Like, when people tell you you do a good job, like, it means a lot to you? Like, words of affirmation? Yeah, words of affirmation. Um, yes. But also in a way, no. Hmm. Like when, when, I feel like when people start, like intentionally encourages me, I would hyperfixate on that thing that they complimented me on. And then that's why I keep pursuing that hmm. thing rather than, because um, then I just like, oh, if I get a compliment on someone talking to me, like, oh, wow, um, you know, you, you play guitar really well. And then, I'm gonna start shutting myself in my room, like two hours a day. Wait, how do I do that though? <laughs> yeah, because then, like, but then like you're gonna, and then you're like, is anybody gonna notice mm-hmm. that you know that I've improved my guitar skills? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then someone else would be like, oh yeah, like I, I, you've really improved, and then that's just like another spark. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be like, actually, I'm gonna start practicing six hours. It's six like hours their words of affirmation is more yeah. of like a push of. Okay, and it's a burst of energy, Mm -hmm. and I just and it's like and then that's becomes all we want and all we like want from other people, and we get so disappointed when we don't get that, like when like when we put so much effort into something and then someone just says, "Oh, it wasn't that good." I mean, I guess it was okay. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? I spent six hours on this. Please, you know. But I think that all goes back to the idea that like, okay, not everybody is gonna be your friend not everybody is Mm -hmm. like people's opinions of you don't matter like all that matters is that you know who you are and you know your identity Mm -hmm. but that's of course easier said than done because Mm -hmm. we crave off of other people's encouragement and fulfillment and their love Mm -hmm. and their acceptance and it's not true because not everybody's gonna like Mia squared (laughs) yeah facts Facts. (laughs) there are plenty of people in the world that don't like don't like me Mm -hmm. and I'm learning to be okay with that. Yeah. And that my performance is not deemed good just because other people say it's good or yeah. just because people say it's bad. Like, my perform, the only person I have to own up to at the end of the day is the Lord. Amen. The Lord is not going to be like, oh, little Jeffrey over here thought you didn't do good on this practice test. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, like, screw Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's our kid Jeffrey? Sorry. Jeffrey's <laughs> all <laughs> Jeffrey's out there. I'm so sorry. I don't think I know a Jeffrey. <gasps> There's a Jeffrey that works at a Trader Joe's here. <laughs> I think so. In, in, in Tulsa. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, you need to edit this out. But I <laughs> don't am... don't say it. Don't yeah, no right. I actually don't know how to edit that well, so. <laughs> <laughs> so everything none of my videos have like been i'm I, i'm exposing myself here yeah none of like my things have been edited i've just put music behind it and posted it on the world and it's fine yeah i mean it's our true authentic self true authenticity the ford coming out yeah here. yeah um i apologize <laughs> <laughs> to all the jeffries <laughs> to all the jeffries out there um <laughs> lol sorry laugh out loud <laughs> laugh out loud i don't know what was I saying? Oh, just knowing your identity yeah. and realizing that. People's opinions don't matter. Only the Lord does. It doesn't matter. Screw what other people think. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course I say that, and then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did this person think of me? On the floor, in a puddle, crying um, about someone said something about my hair. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of compliments on my hair lately. I mean, it looks good. <laughs> Thanks, I might cut off some more now. <laughs> Guys, okay, if you go to her school, then you would know this, but ever since freshman year, my hair has just progressively gotten shorter. Like, my hair used to be down to my butt. Now it's, now it's not. Now it's, Mm -hmm. like, literally a little bit above my shoulders. It looks good. It suits you. Yeah. It really shows your personality. Because I feel like short hair, uh, long hair does do justice. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the personality I'm giving? I mean, I feel like you're such a, like, a laid-back person when you're with other people, Mm -hmm. and you're such a free spirit that I feel like sometimes hair can be such a constraint for you, you know? (laughs) My hair is constraining my personality. Not like that, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, all of the weight of your hair (laughs) can be, I don't know, it just, I just, Interesting. I I don't think anybody's interesting. Yeah. I like this. I like this analogy. Wherever yeah. this is going. The, the, yeah, it's just like you're carefree or free spirit. Yeah. I yeah. feel like more of a chameleon, though. Like, I'm mm-hmm. able to, like, depending Ad- on what people I'm adjust with, adjust I'm to able to adjust yeah. to my environment. It's mm-hmm. called code switching. I learned yeah. that in one of my classes. One thing I do remember from my mm-hmm. freshman year, it's called code switching. And I feel like most people don't realize that, like, being able to not change who you are but read the room really is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. because i'm not gonna go into a professional business meeting and be like stop everybody yeah like no we're not gonna do that yeah that's not who i am you need to be professional be professional settings Mm -hmm. yeah is there anything else you want to say to the world um i just want like i just want all the adoptees out there to know that you're not the only one struggling and that all of your feelings are valid completely 100% like we understand how you feel mm-hmm. and um there's so like i just there's so much love from other people that we don't notice because we're so hyper fixated on our mistakes mm-hmm. and our past that we don't look towards the future mm-hmm. and the present that the people who are around us who love us well um but rather we're looking at the past of peop- at the people who didn't love us mm. and um, and think about that and that becomes our entire identity of like yeah. oh then I because this person didn't love me then I am unloved but or I am not lovable mm-hmm. but in reality is that we are chosen to love be loved and even uh, in Ephesians 1 5 says that we are adopted into the kingdom of God and 
Co-heirs with Christ, Romans 8, and talks about it. Exactly. Yeah, and we are adopted twice, which makes us even more special. Double blessing. Because we are chosen twice. And, like, some people are just, you know, mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Take that out. (laughs) Hopefully, maybe. (laughs) We just, I just want to say that there is a certain level that, this is kind of just an open discussion of like both of our hearts mm-hmm. of where we're coming from yeah and that we love hard mm-hmm. and with that there comes you know there comes hurt sometimes with loving really hard oh, a lot of pain yeah but knowing that you're wanted and you're chosen mm-hmm. and realizing that you aren't your mistakes mm-hmm. and that there are people around us in our circle that mm-hmm. see our mistakes and see all our faults and still choose us. Yeah. And I think it beautifully shows what love is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Because in our world, it's like somebody can look at you and be like, you know what? I see everything that you are. I see all that you are as a mm-hmm. person, but I can still say no to you. And that hurts. Mm-hmm. But what the Lord does is he says, you know, I see all the brokenness you have, Mia. But you know what? I still love you and I still choose you. And I'm going to mm-hmm. meet you where you're at. And yeah. I'm going to pick up your chin and be like, hey, walk <clears> with me. Yeah. that's so beautiful yeah. because love we can give it and it's also within our reach mm-hmm. which is something yeah. that's really hard and which I think is so but, but like with us sometimes loving other people hard can be so draining because mm-hmm. we're taking the love out of our own pockets mm-hmm. we are giving other people the love that we have put mm-hmm. in our hearts and we are taking the love we have for ourselves for other people mm-hmm. And sometimes we neglect ourselves. And this is so beautiful about Jesus is that he loves us first. Mm -hmm. So he, the way he loved us and sacrificed himself so that therefore we can have that love for other people and we can reflect that without burning ourselves out, without taking the love from our own pockets, but from God, you know. And then we can love other people better and not, take pieces off ourselves and give them away mm-hmm. and never get it back and but yeah that's yeah. just it goes back to what I was saying earlier like love always felt so easily readily ready to give to other people yeah but without within reach for me mm-hmm. which is not true yeah I can give it to people for you you that and then they might... <laughs> and it's also within reach for me love is yeah. something that can be given and something that can be mine as mm-hmm. well yeah and we everybody deserves love everybody deserves love um in what whatever shape or form mm-hmm. and we are created to be loved mm-hmm. and even though we didn't feel that or we didn't um, we weren't born into that love um, but it's such a blessing to receive it after because then we can treasure it even more and um, I found it very easy to treasure other people's love mm-hmm. because um, you know, being adopted and all that stuff just makes me, like, appreciate that love that other mm-hmm. people have for me because it's just such a blessing mm-hmm. and that they choose to love me mm-hmm. and that just makes it even more special. It's the fact that somebody chooses to love you because mm-hmm. even though we weren't given that love yeah. from the very beginning, the fact that we have people that, mm-hmm. like your mom and dad, my mom and dad, they yeah. choose to love us daily. Yeah. Like, it's a choice. They didn't have to love us, yeah, but they chose to love us and for some reason that means so much more than somebody saying, yeah. oh, I have to love you. Like, no, I choose to love who you are. Mm-hmm. Amen. And 
and also a shout out to all the parents who adopt kids like that's such a big step and that's such um you know just it's such a big thing and you're blessing a child who if without you will never experience that love yeah and um you will give the child a family that Mm -hmm. this child may never ever ever experience and um you know the chinese foster system is horrible like the orphanage like three kids share one bed and they pee themselves and nobody comes clean it up because of just the limited resources and um the amount of people are just abandoning their child just because they don't want to have the responsibility and um it's so sad just so sad and yeah and any child with disabilities like they're just tossed and thrown and that's so heartbreaking to see Mm -hmm. because they act they deserve even more love Mm -hmm. you know and that's not to say like we're not just saying like international adoption definitely like but like even within america within america like the adoption Mm -hmm. system and foster care system is insane yeah which is why i have such a big heart for for adoption me too yeah i want to adopt all my kids me too and at least for me, when I was little, I just thought you just adopt your children. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you could give birth to your own. <laughs> <laughs> I want this one. <laughs> Birds and the Bees talk was very interesting. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't just like go pick one? Yeah. But like, I want to adopt my children because I yeah. think it's not to say that like, if I do give birth one day, like I won't love my child any differently. Yeah. But like, the fact that I am able to see a child and be like, you know what? I choose you. I want you. Mm-hmm. You come into my family. Yeah. You come into my home. Yeah. I feel like there's such a deeper rooted mm-hmm. type of love within that because yeah. it's a choice. Exactly. And, okay, now I'm just talking about, like, my political views. But I hey, do. let's go. At, like, the beginning, like, um, you know, with the orphans and especially just here in Oklahoma, um, like when uh, the Roe versus Wade was overturned, mm-hmm. and now abortion is illegal, that actually like upset me. Not because I'm 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 absolutely one hundred percent pro life, but what about the kids that are in the foster care? What about the kids that are struggling every single day? What about the kids who live with drug addict parents who take or no foster resp- parents who or just, foster parents who just who are, to treat their kids like doo doo or just are in it for the money exactly or in it for like oh i'm a foster kid foster parent like yeah but if all of the churches in oklahoma rises up and take one child in that creates such a big difference the foster care system would be done like there will be no kids in the foster care system mm. and then you can overturn um abortion as much as you want Mm -hmm. because then there will be no kids on this earth suffering just in the oklahoma area yeah you know but the churches are like oh abortion no but like the kids that are already out there in this world yeah nah yeah and i'm just like okay like it's it's what about two sides of the same coin exactly like it frustrates me because I, it's just I want to make sure all those children feel wanted. Yeah. And at least I want to adopt from China, and you can't adopt from China until you're 30. Mm-hmm. And paperwork takes a year. So really, I can't oh, adopt yeah. from China until I'm 31. But the moment I am financially stable, 
to adopt a child, I will adopt a child yeah. from foster care, and I will love that child as it. they are my child. They're not mm-hmm. like I. Family is thicker than blood. Yeah, like I don't have to be same DNA as mm-hmm. my mom and dad to know that they are my family, and then with a drop of a hat, they would mm-hmm. come here and rescue yeah. me if I need it. Yeah, family is not deemed by blood. Mm-hmm. Family is thicker than blood, honestly. Yeah, because there are so many people. There are people on this campus that I would consider family to me mm-hmm. that I know that I know without a doubt that if I was all stuck on the side of the road, they would come get me yeah. and I'm not related to them at all. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the whole fact of like choosing to love somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like, I really, really like props to my parents, like so much that the love that they have for me really reflects Christ's love. Um, I was, what also fun fact, when you adopt a child, be prepared for very, very rebellious kids. <laughs> like, it's in, it's in our DNA to be rebellious. It's like we have to test the waters. Exactly. And then you guys like, how far can I push before they reject me? You know, before they <laughs> abandon us again. Anyway. But then, um, but I feel... <laughs> maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> no, me. My rebellious stage was in junior year. I was just like... I Because I grew up in a Christian household. This might honestly yeah. be a two-part episode. Testimony time. <laughs> um, oh god, that means I gotta figure out how to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> but my rebellious like years was in high school, and I was I grew up in a Christian home. We went to church. I knew the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit would be talking to me all the time since I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Like little whispers, like "Hey, Mia, don't do that." Yeah. But for some reason, in my little mind, sixteen-year-old mind, I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna rebuke everything my parents said. Wouldn't be swag if I did this. If I just overturned everything that my parents Let said. me just overturn everything. So everything <laughs> that my parents ever told me, I was like, ah, I'll just do everything against that. Yeah. And hated it. Hated it. When I did it, knew it was wrong. Horrible. Trash. Garbage. Don't do a rebellious stage. People get hurt. You get hurt. No, yeah, no. The Mostly you get hurt. Mostly we get hurt. And you're hurting the people that genuinely exactly. love you. Yeah. And I mean, like... But my parents never got mad at me. They were like, Mia. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> She's like, ah, not me. Oh, not I had me. Asian parents. You know, facts. My mom came after me with the, um, she came at me with the fly swatter. Maybe it's because I had white parents. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think that's that's the difference. But also, my parents had had three children before me. Oh, yeah. So they were kind of like. I'm the only one. Yeah. yeah. See, they were kind of like, ah, we're, we're used to this. Yeah. My younger sister, she gives it easy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Dang. Oh, <laughs> no goodness. sort of, like, punishment. It's just like, ah! I'm like... I got smacked so hard growing up. Like, I am so surprised that I don't have no da- brain damage. Like, that... <laughs> it sounds so bad. It sounds so bad. Okay, it's not child abuse, I promise. I was just a terrible kid. Like, I stole my parents' like, uh, credit card... I bought like yeah. I no. never did that. actually hold up I <laughs> I'll let you finish <laughs> I did I did so many bad things I would like I would talk to like so many guys over the internet and um and then I would like lure them to come here and then like it was so bad like it was it was so bad and um but that's not us anymore no amen thank amen. god oh my goodness like thank you jesus for thank salvation you. and his blood man mm-hmm. but like 
man, it was just like, it was so tough. Like, and then like after I moved to the States, you know, and then there was like, and drugs was an option. And I was like, oh, hey, let me get into that. And then it just, and no. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. And then I just, you know, rejected my parents further. Yeah. Ran away so many times. You actually ran away? No, I ran away. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I never got on that level. I would lock myself in my room and, like, pout in a corner for, like, an hour and then be fine afterwards. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I ran away. Because, I mean, I, I, I thought about it. I think I packed yeah. a bag once. I never had the guts to do it. You did the thing that I never had the guts to do. Yeah. Don't do it, though. It, oh, I love my parents. Mom and dad, y'all listen to this. I love y'all. Y'all are great. <laughs> no, I love my parents so much, like, so deeply. Like, mm. the amount of times I just trampled over their heart, the, the trampled over the love that they have given me. And this is the whole point of the story is that um, I'm so thankful for them still continually to chase after me, mm-hmm. even when I continue to reject them. I continue to say no. I continue to, you know, um, hurt them. But at the end of the day, I was trying to, I know I'm kind of hungry. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was trying to stab them with a knife that I stabbed myself with mm-hmm. because I was, I was taking that dagger out of my own heart that pain that I was I was experiencing, I was stopping them with it. And because I was hurting, and because of that pain, and because of all the blood that I was losing, the, the, the feelings that I was experiencing, I reflected onto them because I thought that would make me feel better. Because that, I thought that would fill my emptiness if I, yeah. if I ran away, if, I, if they rejected me again, then I would feel complete. Because then, in a sense, I would be like, oh, if I'm rejected twice, I I have no fear. Mm-hmm. But thank you for the love of Jesus that they never gave up on me. Mm-hmm. They kept praying for me. My mom fasted, like, for, for like, two years straight. And she she would put, uh, she would come into my room at night, and she would put, like, this really stanky oil on my forehead. <laughs> like, not, sh- not the anointing. Not the own. No, okay. I love what she was doing, but that oil really smelled really bad. <laughs> but, you know, and it gave me acne. But, um... Still love you, Mom. <laughs> still love you. Still love what she did to me and the dedication that she had. Yeah. That, and really, like, God does not take a woman, like, a mother's heart for granted. Yeah. Like, he answers their prayers. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. And that's so good and so, so amazing. Yeah. Heartwarming to see. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting how you say like being rejected twice. Like, there goes my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. felt <laughs> as if like I would put myself in situations to be rejected, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. And I look back on that now. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I was just putting myself in opportunities. Because self torment is the only thing we know. <laughs> because rejection is what we're comfortable with. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's I was so used to being rejected. And I don't do it anymore. Now men. Don't do it. Yeah. God. There we go. It's more of now I'm learning like, okay, now that someone does not like me or does not choose me or there are people in the world that don't like me, mm-hmm. what do I do with that? I mm-hmm. shouldn't let their actions affect how I feel. Because mm-hmm. just because someone doesn't want me or someone doesn't like who I am, I'm still loved by the Lord. Yeah. And I'm still wanted and chosen by people around me. Yeah. So now it's choosing that. So now that we've gotten over the whole self-torment, now we're like, yeah. okay, what are we going to do with this? Which is which is really good, but also as a process. It's a process. Like, as much as it is easy, it's like, oh, we're just going to put it on the back burner. Yeah. But, like, it's going to burn one Healing, day. Healing's not li- mm-hmm. linear. It's it's up and down. You have yeah. really good days, and you have really good bad days. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. bad days. And 
I want to say this very carefully. I feel like in Christian culture, a lot of people are like, okay, just pray about it. Or just like, you know, Jesus going to fix it all. Mm-hmm. Which is so true. So true. I believe mm-hmm. Jesus can heal like that. Yeah. However, when somebody's truly, truly hurting, the last thing, at least for me, I want to hear every single day is like, just pray about it. Just pray about it. It's like, no. Like, I actually need to feel this. I have mm-hmm. to verbally <clears throat> process everything I'm feeling and get it out of my system. Yeah. This is why in Acts, Jesus gave us community and Paul talks about the church and why you should bear each other's burdens anyways yeah yes that's also very important community is so important community there for other people yeah very important because you never know how much that it will mean to them mm-hmm. yeah even just like checking and be like hey how are you let's yeah. go grab coffee let's go grab dutch like let's yeah. have a conversation or even just like little prayers and yeah. just like hey how can i pray for you today mm-hmm. or hey what can i do to help you Hey, um, how are you doing? What, is there anything I can do or mm-hmm. say to make your day better? Mm-hmm. Or gentle little surprises mm-hmm. or like leaving a little chocolate yeah. in front of their door. Yeah. Or a nice sticky note that mm-hmm. says, wow, I love you so much and I hope that you know that you're so loved. Yeah. Or just sitting um, in their presence. For me, I'm a big yeah. quality time person. So yeah. I can, mm-hmm. If I am comfortable with you, I can just sit in silence and not talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Some people, it drives them insane. But for me, I love being community with people yeah. i can sit in awkward silence no me too i love awkward silence i love awkward silence it's okay but but you have to be at a level of comfort mm-hmm. with that person to where you can sit in silence and just enjoy the other person's presence yeah. and not have to say anything mm-hmm. and i feel like that's so much more meaningful than trying to keep a conversation mm-hmm. that will not go on oh yeah for sure yeah. i feel like some people just they try to like pick and poke at different things like i can't continue a conversation some people are just not good at conversating yeah and it frustrates me yeah it's like wow how's how's the weather today that's so in my internship like people ask about the weather and stuff like this and i'm like weather's nice don't you see the weather (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong i love my internship but i'm just learning a lot (laughs) but i feel like in the workplace like it kind of has to be that yeah which is which is good which is good you don't really want to know about your um, your coworkers third divorce. Yeah, you don't want to hear and... that. Which is why Christian community is so good. Yeah. So good. People who are willing to carry your burdens and also um, pour into you mm-hmm. and about, like, and just, like, like, Lord, you know? And just, like, to say exactly what you need mm-hmm. to hear is so amazing. But don't allow them to carry your burdens and make your burdens become theirs. Or, Not yeah. like that. Yeah. Not like that, but just like, hey, how can I... How can I... How can I... Unload you? the burden yeah. with you. How can and I not make this healing process yes. easier for you? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Wow. This is definitely going to be a two-part episode. Yeah. No, this should be. This should be. Yeah. I feel like we went on two different paths. Mm-hmm. Can Christian adoption Jeffries. Yeah. Oh, Jeffries. <laughs> we love Jeffries. Jeffries. <laughs> okay, so last question. Mm-hmm. A question that I'm going to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Whole point of Greenhouse is what's in your heart? What's growing? What's something you're learning right now? So what's in your greenhouse? My greenhouse right now, I am trying to learn how to stay at the altar. I think this is something that I really need to learn and trying to be still in the Lord Mm -hmm. and um, 
it's so hard you know when you when you're broken it's so easy to go to the altar when you're broken yeah because you know you're gonna get fixed mm-hmm. but as soon as you get fixed you walk up and leave because you say like okay i'm all good now i'm all patched up and i'm just gonna walk away now mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do the lord's work again but sometimes it's better to just sit in his sit at the altar and listen it's like mary when she sat at jesus feet and just listened yeah. When Martha was like in the kitchen and all busy, and she's like, "I'm trying to do this and this and this and this," but Jesus was like, "Well, Martha, why don't you come sit down mm-hmm. and listen and just be with me?" Yeah. You know, and that's such a beautiful thing, and that's something that I am desperately trying to work on and trying to be present with the Lord and not have to and not be busy with myself and be so caught up in little Mia's yeah. world. Mia's world. Mia's world. Uh, Mia's world. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's what I'm learning right now. What's in your greenhouse? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait. Uno reverse. <laughs> I was not expecting. <laughs> not expecting the Uno reverse card. I'm yeah. I was not expecting that. What's in Mia's greenhouse? I would say learning that the little things are so important and really digging into the little things and the everyday little things. Yeah. Like the air, the clouds, or like, you know, the leaves changing colors and really Mm -hmm. just realizing that there are people around me that want to hold me and that love me and that are here to help me mm-hmm. and that my creativity was never lost mm-hmm. um yeah that's so good yeah. so proud of you Mia. Yeah. i'm so proud of you mia yeah. and for stepping out of your comfort zone and making this podcast well yeah. not you hyping me up <laughs> not the words of affirmation you <laughs> <laughs> went better <laughs> i'm just gonna go in my room and be like three hours of edit all night <laughs> i actually have to figure out how to do this but anyway thank you so much mia oh thank you so much mia thank you mia that's <laughs> for being on the podcast guys i hope you enjoyed this episode or really two-part episode because this will probably be two parts um i hope you were able to learn something here about our hearts and just where we're coming from just as you know chinese adoptees and that you know love is something that you can give to people but it's also something that is yours as well and that you're not meant to do life alone and that life is supposed to be lived in community and that there are people that choose you and want you and that you are chosen and wanted and are co-heirs with Christ. So if you like this episode or episodes, feel free to follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, set your notification buttons, follow Greenhouse Podcast on Instagram. And, like and, <laughs> and we will see y'all next time.